You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our first topic and guests of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with Ben Margalith and also Nathan Covell from Dovetails Theatre. And Dovetails Theatre will be running drama workshops for this year's Young Readers Festival. And I'm really delighted to be joined in the studio by Ben and Nathan. Welcome to the programme, both of you. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Oh, thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us. We are live as well. Uh, on Facebook, I hope. Yes, we are. Uh, Noreen Mayer <laughs> nice. on RTHK Radio 3. I was just explaining uh, to Ben and Nathan, but we're still getting used to the new studio, but it looks it looks fine. And for our listeners, you can be viewers this afternoon and join us there. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Let us know how they look and let us know how we sound. Um, yes, it looks like the audio is there. Right, so perhaps, Ben, I'll, I'll go to you first. Tell us a little bit more about Dovetails Theatre. How sure. did you begin? Uh, well, about six years ago, Nathan and I, uh, we were working at a, a local school. We were both drama teachers there, and we wanted a way to we we wanted a way to perform and tour shows around schools in in Hong Kong, as well as kind of providing a nice experience for students, more talking to their level and elevating it so that they can actually be entertained when they see a show, as well as learn drama drama workshops and things like that. Um, and so we started our company, and it's been really fun since then. We we tour a number of shows that we write. We also lead drama workshops at schools. We help put on different performances, and we're engaged in the community with putting on drama performances. I think yeah. one of our main goals when we started it was to create shows and workshops that were for the kids. Yeah. Uh, one of the main things with our shows is they're they're incredibly interactive. So the kids are shouting out answers and responding to us, and we're just constantly asking them questions. So we do have a script, um, but we joke around with each other that the script is very lightly followed because it's it's so much determined based off of what the students say. So when we rehearse, we rehearse the structure, and then we give a lot of flexibility so the students... I was telling my wife just yesterday we did a show for a primary school, and it's incredible watching the kids because for them, we're real. Uh, so we did David and Goliath, and they were, they were chanting oh, for wow. David, yeah. and they were booing for Goliath, and you had kids that were just really into it and it was incredible just to see uh to see that there's something nice when we when we ask them a question that's open-ended like how do you think we should solve this problem and when they shout out some answers and we actually we respond to those answers we take them and we discuss it with them they suddenly realize oh it's not just shouting at uh just a blank stage or just a tv or something that they're they're heard and it has an impact on the story and it's so interactive as <laughs> yeah. well that's the beauty yeah. of drama and we often hear that you know the greatness of, of drama and, and and studying theater and that is you know it really boosts your creativity mm -hmm. but on top of that i mean as drama educators what's the impact of that on the students confidence and their self-esteem nathan i mean i think one of the main things when we go into schools is we talk about how we are training you to do drama but this I mean, we're not training you to be professional actors. What we're doing is giving you skills uh, such as confidence, teamwork, problem solving, uh, skills to kind of work along with the education system here so they can use it in real life. I mean, you need the confidence, the presentation skills mm -hmm. when you go into interviews, uh, uh, job interviews as well. And also when you're working, there's problems that come up. So you need to know how to communicate with each other and, and think on your feet. Absolutely. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that, Ben? Yeah, there can be a lot of pressure when you're speaking, especially if it's a second language, mm. the pressure to speak That's correctly right. or whatever that means to people. And drama allows you to engage in the moment of 
the scene or just simple objectives. What do you want right now? And once it, it's a game, once you play a game, you stop caring so much if you're going to do it correctly or not. And that confidence that it builds, it lets them remember that. Yeah, I, I, I've spoken. I've spoken. I've said words in English. I, I know how to do this. And that confidence kind of goes through the rest of their life, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I, I, sorry, go I on. Think, I think one thing that makes us quite different and special is we're focused on the, the process. A lot of people are fo focused on the results. Mm -hmm. And when you're focused ah, on the, the journey, process... Not the journey, not the journey. And what it is, what's so important about it is, I think kids in schools here, um, you're very nervous to make a guess or to be wrong. Yeah. So you want to be right, which means that they're very afraid to even answer a question. So our goal is to give them the confidence that there's no wrong answer. Mm -hmm. uh, and we just try everything that they come up with, which makes it very entertaining for us because kids are incredibly creative once they start opening it up. And we find that when you do that, the product in the end becomes even better because they have ownership over it. Mm -hmm. And it's not you telling them what to do. It's them discovering it, and you're just kind of guiding them along the way. Yeah. How do you nurture that mindset? Because I think you're both absolutely right that we are very fixed. We live in a world, whether you're in a local or international education system here in Hong Kong, uh, that we are fixated on the right answer. And it's hard to sort of um, help children, or even parents or educators, mm -hmm. to, to, to let them know, hang on a minute, there isn't a right or wrong answer in drama. How do you sort of begin to help them nurture that mindset and, and to bring them out of their shell a little bit? There's yeah. a there's like a great uh, game that I like to use or that we like to use in our workshops. It comes from an improv game uh, where we kind of have them play. It, normally, the game is played where if kids mess up, they they're out, and it slowly uh, winnows down everyone to just two winners or a winner and a loser. Uh, but the way we play is if someone messes up, instead of them being out of the game, we encourage that kid to shout i messed up and then everyone claps and celebrates as they get a victory lap around That's the entire brilliant. thing so it, it becomes a everyone wants to mess up and so you 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 the stress of messing up goes away <laughs> and then it's it's just a fun game and failure that. is so important yeah. you know how, how many of us will be in the place that we are without failing you learn from it yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and not to let that be a setback basically we've gone through so many versions of our plays and like <laughs> i don't consider them failures <laughs> they're all they're all ways to learn and when we, when we run the plays for ourselves in the rehearsal room, when we read through them, then when we run it with an audience, every time we learn something new and then we write down what we've learned and it's you have to have that kind of confidence to just say, okay, well, this didn't work. Let's, how do we make it better? How do we change it? What do we learn from it? Rather than, um, ha rather than focusing on the negatives. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about uh, Dovetail's uh, theatre in, in a bit. But how did you both meet and how did you both become so passionate uh, with drama? Uh, ben? Yeah, um, I, I started out in university focused on uh, math and engineering. And then that's I did a, a very, play. That's a very big <laughs> change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did a play. It was a community theater play at, at the school. And I had so much fun. And I thought I would double major. And then I ended up just switching entirely and continued studying and working on acting. Eventually, I got my master's in the UK in acting. And yeah, it was the first kind of experience in math for the uh, at a certain level, it stops becoming like this, but math is normally, there. it's binary, you There's get something right, right or answer, wrong. Yeah. Yes. And then theater was more just about, well, I don't know, how did it work? Did it work or not? <laughs> and that was more that was more fun for me. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I think I have a very similar path. I was going to major in physics for university. So I'm a very similar mindset. There's, there's one right answer, and the, like, you get to it the same way every time, where drama really just opened up my eyes to what's possible. So I majored in, in musical theater. Mm-hmm. And then after university, I was really fortunate. I got a job with a touring theater company uh, called Missoula Children's Theater, where every week we were in a different city in the States, and we would audition the kids from the town, and then in one week would put on a show with them where they would perform. In one week? Yeah, so I wow. got to visit about 50 different cities, which was incredible because I'd never worked with kids before in the past. So it was a great opportunity. Every week was a different batch of kids, so you could try a different strategy to figure out what worked best for the kids, how they responded, uh, and it was just incredible seeing the States, Canada, and working with that many kids. That's remarkable. I'm sure many listeners listening and parents listening thinking, ah, you know, maybe my children will be studying one thing and switch to drama because of the benefits. Uh, you're preaching yeah, to fun. the converted. Yeah. I yeah. studied drama and theater <laughs> studies in university nice. as well. So I, I, I love drama um, as well. So perhaps let's talk about your involvement with the Young Readers Festival. Now, I've spoken to poets. I've sp- spoken mm-hmm. to graphic novelists. I've spoken to authors and illustrators, but I've not spoken to um, fellow dramatists. Um, um, what's your involvement with the, the, the festival then? T- t- talk us through the process of how you, sort of the collaboration began. Yeah, so um, actually one of my neighbors is one of the organizers for the festival. So <laughs> That's uh, how you got roped into we, it. We, we, met, we met while walking our dogs <laughs> uh, and we started talking about drama. And she said that she has this lit festival. So we tried to figure out a way that we could collaborate. I think it's so cool for students to to be able to read stories and then see them come to life. Mm-hmm. So we're doing drama shows for the students and for schools. And we're also doing drama workshops to give them the skills of reading a book and trying to figure out how to create these characters and how they would come out uh, of the page and onto the stage physically, vocally, and just how they would think in the mind of the character. Yeah. Um, and so you're running workshops and and did you write the, the, the material or what sorts of material are, are you choosing for the students? Yeah. So a number of the, there are a number of different subjects. One of the subjects, like Nathan said, is creating characters. So we take a text either that the students are studying already or one that we kind of bring as an example and we find ways to bring them to life. That Nathan tends to lead that one. Uh, it's a lovely way to kind of explore text and learn it in a different way. And I, I'm leading workshops on Shakespeare because that's more of my specialty. It's a and, of Shakespeare. No. Brilliant. Um, but uh, it's lovely. You get to it's it's wonderful to kind of explore Shakespeare with with students, but not so much from the the reading aspect, but more from the performing aspect. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in school, we rarely maybe we saw a adaptation of Shakespeare, uh, like a movie or something, uh, but we never really got to hear the words read out loud. And it was it's a it's a lovely thing to get to work with everyone that way. Absolutely, I think Shakespeare is a kind of um, thing that you really need to watch to fully appreciate mm. it. I mean, as much as the text yeah. is is wonderful, I think as children or as people sort of starting out, the language they use, even for adults, is very difficult yeah, to understand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but even it's just so funny because it's a uh, but it's also he writes the way that we still act today. He writes all of the scenes, uh, the the scene that first got me interested in Shakespeare. I remember I saw at my high school. Was that uh, Hamlet? No, no, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh yes. Um, yes. And I saw the lovers fighting at my high school, and it still sticks in my head the way that it was just full body jumping on top of someone and just fighting and and and. I, I, I was like I understood completely what was being said, though I'd never read the play before. 
and it, it, it was beautiful. Uh, it, yeah, it really affected me, I guess. I, I also run here in Hong Kong the Hong Kong Shakespeare mm-hmm. uh, Performance Association. So we, we performed at uh, Olympic Square before the pandemic. And that was uh, amazing. to be. And we performed Midsummer Night's Dream. And it was a great experience, free for everybody to come. It was nice. I'll yeah. have to invite you back next time you put yeah. on something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are the children's sort of understanding of drama? I mean, is it being really uh, taught a lot in the curriculum, or is it the kind of subject that sometimes, unfortunately, takes a bit of a backseat and it becomes something that they do for fun or perhaps parents pursue it as an extra curricular mm-hmm. activity? I mean, certainly when I was growing up in Hong Kong, it was seen as that. Is the mindset sort of slowly changing because of all the benefits that you know you were both talking about? Yeah, it, it varies from school to school what sure. their preferences are. The Hong Kong Drama Festival is a wonderful mm. way that schools get involved and and some schools have drama teams and and they also they they incorporate drama already in their program sometimes i think the the idea of providing awards and trophies feel in hong kong kind of legitimizes the on your on your cv or resume when you're applying to university or other things it allows it to be a little bit more accepted but once teachers see their students performing in drama and speaking english on stage it, it, I feel like it has a, a really big impact on on the curriculum later on. They tend to want to incorporate it more and more into yeah. into the curriculum. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about uh, your involvement in the festival. Now, I understand that you'll have something exciting uh, happening this Sunday, mm-hmm. which is uh, open to the public as well. Tell us more about that workshop. Yeah, uh, we're going to be leading a workshop uh, it's going to be on clowning and physical theater, as Ooh. well as some circus skills and stage combat. So it's just going to be a really fun time to use our bodies to explore creating silly characters, basically. Yeah. It's and how really did fun. this idea come about? Uh, we had the opportunity yeah. to lead a workshop, and uh, this is—I think—this is the most appropriate workshop for a wide range of age, yeah, ages. We want the most we want the most possible people to attend, and just so that they can explore and have fun, rather than limiting the ages. If you're going to do like the Shakespeare workshop, it tends to require a little bit more um, experience, more experience, yeah. yeah, and confidence. And if you're going to do the creating characters workshop, there's a very big difference between creating creating a character when you're mm. in kindergarten versus when you're yes. in secondary school. <laughs> yes. But but comedy is comedy and physical comedy make it's the same no matter what. So yeah. it's a nice way. And yeah. I I see you've already done a number of sort of workshops in the schools. Uh, mm-hmm. What was some of the feedback like and what did what did the students enjoy the most? Um, I most Nathan? recently did one at the Japanese International School for oh, creating characters. Uh, and it was really fun. They they had a blast. And uh, we worked on different characters from stories that they've been reading. Uh, and they really enjoyed trying to bring it out to uh, bring it to life. Uh, we talked a lot about adjectives or when things are described in the text, what that might mean for your voice and for your body, and it kind of opened up their eyes to a new way of an experience in book. Yeah, how has the pandemic sort of affected this subject in in particular? Because I mean, I have friends who are teachers as well. You know, perhaps they teach psychology or maths. You know, and these are subjects where they can sort of use Zoom quite effectively. Mm-hmm. But with drama, I, I I seem to think. I mean, what are some of the opportunities or challenges you've encountered uh, with this subject and teaching it uh, virtually? I mean, I think one of the one of the biggest challenges is you aren't in the same space with the students. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder to interact with them. So you have to be quite creative 
around and what activities you do. Even more creative. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like problem solver's yes. uh, dream in a way. Uh, just trying to figure out how it works. The one big advantage of Zoom is you can see their faces because uh, you aren't required to wear a mask. So especially when we yes, work with... The facial expressions. Yeah, yeah. English as yeah. second language students as well where your facial expressions are so important for them to understand and for them to understand how to express these emotions as well. Being able to be at home where you aren't required to wear a mask has been a, a slight advantage during the pandemic. Yeah, and you're free to express yourself with, with your face. Yeah, and having the script, if you're working on a script, having it accessible nearby yes. is really nice. That's, that's a really useful thing because on your computer you can have the script there. So there's no stress if you forget a line or if you're worried about when you're about to speak if we're practicing a play, uh, play together. That, that I think has some advantages as well. And I guess a, another slight difficulty is it's hard to stand up when you have your... When you're when you're sitting for most of the day and you have your computer set up in a very specific way, and like so, us in the studio, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm having to peer <laughs> yeah, over yeah. The, the laptop because we're, we're using the laptop as yeah. the camera. For those of you on Facebook Live, you'll see my hand sort of <laughs> dangling over there. Um, but, oh, yeah. yeah, but back to um, uh, back to being creative, and I'm sure some of our listeners will be wondering. As a drama educators, how do you sort of stay creative? What sorts of things keep you inspired uh, to create? And how can our children uh, keep themselves uh, creative? Is it by reading a lot? I mean, tying it in with the Young Readers Festival, should you be reading a lot of different yeah. contents? I mean, absolutely. When, I, when I'm reading books, I, I find characters that I love and I figure out, oh, how can I, how can I take different aspects of this character? I really like this quality and it, it's really drawing me in. So how can I figure out how to add this quality to one of the characters in our play just so I have more fun doing it yeah. as well. I mean, what we do is we always switch our characters when we do performing for shows just because we've been performing for lo so long. Yeah, many years. And everyone, <laughs> everyone brings something different to the character. Yeah. And so it's always fun to be like, oh, I never thought of it doing it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's really cool to see what different people bring to it. Yeah, I, I think probably for me, curiosity is the most important thing. Yeah. So if you're watching a TV show, or if you're watching a movie, or if you're playing a video game, or if you're reading a book, what about this thing that I'm reading? Do I like or do I not like? Why? What about it? What about it inspires me? When we, I've read so many different books that kind of worm their way into my head and I go, oh, that's a really lovely moment. I want to I wanna keep that moment and see if we can use it or adapt it in a play later on. There, there are a few things. Or you watch a, a funny thing on YouTube or something, and you kind of remember, okay, why did that make me laugh? Why, yeah. why do I think that was funny? And then bringing it into the room later on when we rehearse or in the classroom, kind of using it to, to make people laugh or engage. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times, I think growing up when you tell somebody, you know, you, you'll be studying drama and doing things, people sort of say, oh, you want to be an actor. That's one of the, you know, yeah, uh, course. But there's so much more involved in this yeah. industry. I mean, I'm sure both of you are sort of veteran actors, seasoned writers yourselves, perhaps directed before. There's just so many parts of the, the puzzle that the subject can, can bring for our children. Yeah, I think when most people think of drama, they think of the... The performance, where there's so much besides the actors. Mm -hmm. There's the backstage, the technicians, the people who create the, the set, designers. design, the costumes, yeah. the lights. There's so many things. You don't have to be. You don't have to be wanting to perform or outgoing. There's so many things that go into production that you can use your creativity for. Absolutely. Um, uh, we could go on for ages <laughs> with, with the subject. I might yeah. have to cancel my next guests. Just, <laughs> um, but uh, on another note, how can our listeners find out more about this uh, Sunday's event? Uh, where can they go to? 
Yeah, uh, it's on our website. You can check it out as well as our, uh, I believe it's up on our Facebook page as well. Uh, you can check it out. Just go to Dovetails HK. And find and out find more. out, yeah. yeah and easiest you can way. follow Ben and Nathan on their social media as well. And if you want to support uh, this event, uh, you can go always go to the festival's website, the Young Readers yes. Festival's website, which is festival.org.hk. Meanwhile, thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon. And we were speaking with Ben Margulet and also Nathan uh, Covell from Dovetails Theatre this afternoon. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Thanks for thank having you. us. Thank you, yeah.